are now tuned in to the Free Play Media Podcast Network. We're live. Chris Denman, I'm going one-on-one today. We've got our buddy Dan Soder, and you can go to Helium, see him all weekend long. If the shows haven't sold out yet, our buddy Ray Williams is with Dan. Go check him out. It's going to be a really fun weekend. People are pumped about it. You know him from Billions. You know him from a million different things on Netflix. Dan, awesome to see you, man. Yeah, really man. Appreciate thanks, you coming in. I appreciate you having me in here for the uh, the acoustic session. Right, that's I'm what we're excited. saying. Do you have your coffee ready? Yeah, I'm gonna... ready to play some of my jokes with uh, one of those brush drumsticks. Yes. <laughs> as I, as, but I, I don't get to laugh though. Yeah. I have to you not approving. You have to snap like it's a yeah. poetry reading. We can do that. So gaslight, kind enough to have us here this today. This is bad. This is a badass. This space. is cool too. And the purple lights kind of bring out your yeah, cheekbones. This makes me feel way more important than I actually am. So uh, it's just I don't know. You're on the list of uh, really funny tall guys hey! that I can hang out with, man. Like I'm into that. Eat I'm a right dick, Dirk Nowitzki. <laughs> I don't care how funny people say you are. Yeah, I'm funny. No. I hear he's uh, he's great. So yeah. you. Do you were telling me you're originally from Denver? Yeah, I grew up in Aurora. In New York, you've been in New York for how long? Uh, close to twelve years. Twelve years. That's a hell of a scene, man. And yeah. then you, you're on Billions, which yeah. I, I'm sure you get this uh, a lot doing the interviews that you do. I have fallen in love with interviews with, with your boy Brian Koppelman. He's great. Holy cow, that guy's talented. Uh, right. Listen to the moment. His podcast. Yes. Great, great podcast. He is a great, great person. Uh, and led an incredible life and an incredible person to work for. Right. Really, like, um, you know, in this business, you see kind of, it's really important from the top down mm-hmm. for things to be good. You kind of also to have a good work environment. Yeah. It starts from the top down. And him and David Levine have created such an incredible work environment that it's, you get really sad. We're coming up, we're, we're, we're starting the season finale to film the season finale next week. And it's like, I'm, a, I'm bummed because I'm going to miss my buddies. I'm going to miss the whole, the crew, the cast. I right. Mean, there's just so many fun people to hang out with. And I, I really give credit to uh, Koppelman and Levine for creating that environment. And for them to create that and to trickle down to be paying, being getting paid for something that's also fulfilling. Yeah. Like, kind of the American dream. I mean, really. Uh, like, I mean, te- do, doing stand-up for a job was something that I always dreamed about and uh, and, and still really, really appreciate. Yeah. So the, the other stuff is just, man, that's just... As my friend Eli says, extra cheese on the taco. That's just <laughs> it's so fantastic too. Yeah. And to be a part of something that you know, Paul Giamatti is a big part of that too. Danny that- Lewis, David Costable, Maggie Siff. <laughs> I mean, the, the cast: Kelly O'Coin, David, Daniel Isaac, Asia, Asia Kate Dillon. There's just beasts. Certainly, and if you have that feeling too, I mean, I know. Uh, Famously, I'm sure you guys are jealous of the uh, atmosphere Ellen puts on for her shows. I mean, everybody loves working for her, right? Oh, like, yeah. That's one of those things. You have those things. Can I really imagine? don't know that, so I'm like, oh, do, my, they? do the, they not like it? They you, hate it? There's been a bunch of horror stories really? about that. Yeah, but it, it's one of those things where... Does she dance her evilness into, like, does she come in the room dancing and she's like, Ellen, God, Oh, this is your dream job. Cool, you didn't fill the coffee up. Out of here. two weeks. You're gone, Ellen. Ellen dances her way out. This is Steve from HR. 
Get to know him a little better because you're fucking gone. Yeah. No severance package. And you're getting hit with harassment, yeah. too. No, and I'm being... That's a bummer to hear, though, man, because I think comedians a lot of times eat a lot of shit on the way up. Yes. So I, I think it's like when someone makes it as a comedian, you just hope that they kind of keep that humility about them. And I think there's a lot of comedians you have, and I, and I think it's just beaten into you when I, you're on the road. It, you have to, too, because you're always one bad set or oh, yeah. one failed audition away from getting put in your place whether yeah. it's fair or not and not even put in your place just downgraded or just you whiff which happens right i try to tell people that this is a great business to work in it's fun you're with a lot of great people but it is a business of no's absolutely and it is very hard to hear no consistently so you just kind of have to be like, well, then I'm going to keep going. It is what it is. Yeah. I, I spoke to a, a friend yesterday who was on a CBS comedy for mm -hmm. six seasons, and they got canceled. And he's working – it's pilot season right now. Trying he to get back out there. Like, and he's getting back out there. But at the same time, it's like he can't book some stand-up dates right now, or he can't – So get, that's where I think it really becomes like uh, – I, I really think that's where you kind of choose your lot in life. Yeah. Because no one takes away stand-up from me. Right. Billions has been very great. But I've also been very firm with the fact that it's like I'm a comic. I'm, I'm, I love being able to act whenever I get the opportunity, but that ain't going to stop. And I understand like if I got a much more significant role on a show, it would probably have to be different. But, but I watch then also you can you can shift, and all of a sudden maybe you're in a position that you've got a private jet to a Saturday show every. Well, yeah, you know? and I think you can get the you know you get as high as Louis got when he had you know before the the fall. But I I look I watched Schumer do stand up while making a successful TV show in a, in a hit movie. So it's like, don't tell me you can't do stand-up. You That's can do stand-up. You just kind of have to... I think there's a lot of comics that really use... I'm not going to say a lot, but I think there are a certain sect of comedians that are using comedy to get that acting role Correct. or to get on TV, and then they use that convenience of like, when am I going to do stand-up? And it's right. like, get out of here, you <laughs> phony asshole. You Speaking never of uh, phony, too, but you also have people that go, and I don't know if it's their management or whomever, you get popular on something like, why don't you go give stand-up a whirl? I want to As fight. if you can do that. I want to fist fight. All of those agents and managers that recommend that, I want to fist fight the people, the, the failed celebrities that try it. Right. Just because I love stand-up and I have such an admiration and love for comedians, no matter how... That's forged in, in failure and the, the suffering that I'm, I'm assuming you've went through to get where you're at too, right? I mean, it's, it's definitely... One of those, you've built that and it's like, you can't just walk in here. But it's also the greatest thing in the world. Right. It's like what I spend every... It's the reason I don't have a personal life. It's just like I just spend my time... I like being at comedy clubs. I like being... You know, the road's fun for me. Even... You know, even when it's a lot and you got to travel, it's just like I love my favorite people in the world are comedians, and, and the fact that I get to be one is so great. So when someone tries to be like, well, I'm going to try it, it's like, man, fuck you. <laughs> it's <laughs> offensive as if someone was like, I like your family. I'm going to start living at your house and be your family. And you're like, you're not my family. Right, right. It's weird, though, because – and I guess that it, maybe it's a bad – I was going to say it's like a guy – Saying like, oh, I played a little basketball in college. I'm gonna go try and be a UF, a fighter in the UFC. So that's it's like what 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 do yeah, you think you're gonna really, do? Yeah, it really that's that's an analogy I use a lot of times where it's like 
um, comedians are at the boxing gym every day and yes. then we're out fighting smokers or small casino fights, yeah. just getting the shit kicked out of us. And then it's like a celebrity being like, celebrity boxing. And you're like, you get in our <laughs> ring, we will kill you. Right, Like, yeah. we will kill like, you. Like, have you seen this jab? Yeah, like, yeah. this is not something you want to deal with. And that's every time I feel like it, I just pretend that they're in a, a celebrity boxing match and you're like, oh, you're adorable. Right, well, and then, and this isn't everybody who does this because there are, there's a reason for it, but like the one-man show type thing or Go something do that. like that. Yeah, go. I'm fine with don't that. say your stand-up. If yeah. that's how you, or you're do doing it. a Q and A tour. But there's like people who actually like. I met Koppelman because he did stand-up, but yeah. he actually did stand-up. Right. He did it for 18 months, but was out four to five nights a week with a Working family. It. Right. And you're like, that's that's a lot of sacrifice because your nights are gone. Well, and it's it's not like Brian Koppelman's demanding money when he walks into where comedy no, but store he or the cellar it. or something when he, he goes in. So he, and he was getting up just to tell jokes, and it's yeah. like that, that. I can. If if here's the thing, if you're a celebrity and you want to do stand up, commit to it and then give it Be time, and then people will come around. Yeah, I'm a big wrestling fan. My favorite working wrestler right now is The Miz. Um, who he was a real world guy? He was a real or, world uh, guy. Road he was, no, he was on Real World. Okay, gotcha. and he even like did the character on the Real World, and people were like, "This is so dumb." And I know wrestling fans are like, "Screw that guy!" I'm like, "Man, nah, he committed. He's in." He's one of the best guys working right now. And it's like, yeah, he, he might have been a real-world celebrity. but So that's my thing on, like, if you're a celebrity and you want to do stand-up, fine, but actually do it. Yeah, please Don't do, do it. it when you just are having a down month because you don't have anything to film. <laughs> so you get offered a, yeah. a room somewhere. Because then I, I don't wish, know, get up there. I wish all of the bombs on you. <laughs> I don't wish bombs on anybody. So you're a wrestling fan. I, uh, I am a mixed martial arts fan. There's, okay. there's this crossover now, and I'm assuming you're into the business of it since yeah. you're talking about that. Uh, a, Vince McMahon is modern-day P.T. Barnum. He's so interesting, and yeah, there's so yeah. much going on with him. What do you think about the crossover? Because it feels like now you have Brock Lesnar now, and this could be a negotiating tactic, but he's now saying, oh, he's taking pictures with Dana White. They're yeah. putting it on Instagram. You have the stuff. You have the Ronda Rousey crossover. I wonder if there's some kind of a, CM a, Punk a handshake. Got yeah, CM, Punk CM Punk got lit up by Mickey Gall. Shout out to Mickey Gall. Mickey Gall, a dead serious grappler and he's a badass. very good. He's a great prospect. Like that to me, like you had that was a weird way to throw it in there. I get it. I know Ben Askren. I know Tyron Woodley. They're both Mizzou guys. They're up training in Milwaukee, and I get it. You're getting thrown in with sharks if you're training at Duke Rufus's. But CM Punk, dude, you were an actor. Like, and you're gonna come in and do that. Well, I think like, there's a difference. I think there's a difference between going from MMA to WWE. Because I'll say it like this: Punk yeah. is one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. Right, he's, he's one of the very greatest well professional wrestlers respected. of all time. Yeah, and the, I, I hope when he comes back, I hope he does well. I, I really do. I hope either whether it be New Japan or Ring of Honor, I don't think he'll ever go back. Oh, to the with WWE. professional wrestling. Yeah, he's talking. They're saying he's gonna do another MMA. Fight. Great, and I wish him the luck. I wish him the best of luck. I think he's what 38 years old. Right. So 38? Yeah. So Dude, I'm 33. Like, it hurts yeah, to, I'm like, 34. play basketball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you know, we know how much harder it is, actually, for him to do that. But I would, I wish him luck in MMA. Um, as a wrestling fan, I'm excited for him to come back yeah. to wrestling, whether it be Ring of Honor. And I know he's probably sick of wrestling and hates it and wants to do MMA, and that's He's great. an interesting guy. He's very, very focused. Very interesting guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I think Brock Lesnar's a... You, you can't compare anyone to Brock Lesnar. He's Brock an, Lesnar is an NCAA champion. He's he was, not even a, an exciting fighter. He's an amount of a man. He's, he's, he's a movement, man. Yeah. He's crazy. And so when he was going to go to the UFC, there's kind of this like, okay, you have to understand he has a wrestling base. Which right, is well, like, he's real. You're yeah, right, that's yeah. like. National champion Ronda, at heavyweight too. Yeah. 
uh, I think Ronda Rousey is going to be a colossal failure at the WWE. That's what everybody kind of keeps playing with. I've, like, just, I've been watching it my whole life, and it, it Brock Lesnar has Paul Heyman. Also, Brock Lesnar started as a wrestler, so out right. of college, it's like he he spent the time doing it. He was, um, but he had Paul Heyman as a mouthpiece. Ronda Rousey just doesn't seem to have the charisma. She can't act. She was, That's what wrestling mostly is. Yeah. Is it's acting. And I mean, they, her they stick was she was just mean and like kind of pissy. I, and then when I, she started losing, it went away. Um, I think she, what she did for the sport of MMA is unbelievable. It is. I think uh, she's one of the like a historic athlete as Agreed. far as. I, I would love to speak. I'd love to talk to her. I think Ronda Rousey is yeah. a straight up badass. But if we're going to be honest. Yeah. This isn't in L.A. Like, if we're in L.A. right now, like, girl, you're going to kill it. Uh, she has the warmth of a cold, wet log. Right. Like, it is – her pointing at the WrestleMania sign at Royal Rumble, I, I described it to my wrestling fans, is a lassie moment where they're like, what? And you're like, what's that, girl? Bah! And you're like, oh, there's trouble at WrestleMania? Bah! And you're like, what's the point of this promo? Yes. Like, if you're going to cut a promo in the WWE, yeah. it has to, it's acting. It's like a monologue. And that's why The Miz is so good. Because he goes up there right. and he gets you to hate him. <laughs> By the way, he's talking. You're like, that's a good wrestler. Yeah, absolutely. It, it works. So the heel is so important in wrestling. Sure. And Ronda Rousey came in and immediately I saw when she came in, Number one at WrestleMania 32, I believe it was, where she hip tossed uh, Stephanie. She didn't even put her in an arm bar. Her first, made, uh, yeah, and San, was it in San Francisco? Yeah, or? it was at, okay. the, it yeah, was yeah. at um, Santa Clara at Levi Stadium. Yeah. Um, she didn't do an arm bar, which makes the most sense. You're like, do the thing that you literally hurt right. people with. Yeah. That you hurt people for real with. Yeah. Um, and number two, it was like, there was just, you could just tell she wasn't comfortable. And I understand not being comfortable. Right. So I gave her another shot at Royal Rumble. I was like, "Hey, man, because there's there's been rumors that she's working matches. She's been in some of the. She's been working with trainers. And then you just saw her come out, and you're like, "All right, either you're a badass, right, or you're friendly, but she you can't break." She kept being like smiling and being like, "It's crazy, I'm here." And then like looking and be like, "But I'm a badass." And you're like, "Well, not, what the <laughs> fuck are you doing? What would how would you fix her?" Uh, give her a manager. Give her a great mouthpiece. Yeah. Probably pull someone. And uh, let her pull, just be a dark, I would cold give her figure. a Lundra Blaze. I would give her an old Divas champion as kind of like, hey, like Trish Stratus. Bring her back and be like, sure. I I'm too old, but now I have, I've been training her. A, a manager is key for, for people that can't work the mic. Right. And the, Roman Reigns should have had a manager for years now because he is, I mean, great in the ring, yeah. fun to look at, but gets on the mic and you're like, yikes. <laughs> It's crazy too. Do you have any feelings on uh, on the XFL returning in the, uh, the press bless. conference? I mean, God I mean bless. what do you think? No, I mean, why is that? Is that why? just a legacy thing for uh, for Vince? Just because it's one more thing he can Honestly, dominate? I don't know. As a wrestling fan, I like it. Yeah, because now Triple H gets to run WWE. Is he, Vince do, McMahon, is he doing it right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's a guy that knows. It's like a comic running a comedy club. Right, it right, could right. go wrong, but most of the time they're going to nail a lot of the things. People are going to enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense, too. Yeah, it's, that's, it's interesting that it's such a phenomenon at this point, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's done such a great job. Like, calling him the modern-day P.T. Barnum is a really great way of, you know, that's going to be an interesting movie when he dies and they decide to make that buy-off. I kind of want to see it now. Like, yeah, <laughs> I mean, just the relationship with his father and that kind of stuff. Like, right. he didn't grow up rich. He grew up with nothing and scratch his way to be yeah. a billionaire well and i've talked to jake the snake i've talked to uh yeah. jeff jarrett even yeah, who's, who's, who's 
lot of controversy, right? Right now with well, his Hall of Fame. He's in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, so. There's a lot of other guys that feel like they should be in there first. Well, and that's interesting to, I wonder if that's a business move if they're going to do something with his, uh, his Global Force Wrestling, right? Like maybe that's. Maybe. Maybe there's, know. who knows. I but, think the WWE is more concerned with other, like, you know, New Japan and Ring Honor. Interesting. I don't think they're really concerned. Uh, but yeah. what if they what if they cut it like we talked to Jake the Snake? He literally he was unfiltered. He's talking about doing blow, uh, hanging out by a pool. Vince wouldn't let him uh, get musk. He thought he was getting too muscular because they wanted him to look like an everyman. He, yeah. he gave it all up. Does a story like Vince McMahon's get told with the raw stuff in there? Because you know he's seen some stuff that would. Uh, I mean. Well, With all the exposing of, of people, yeah, that guy's seen some things. If you're going to make a buyout about anyone, it can't be made by someone that's associated with the person. Th that best was a little bit of my issue. Sorry, please. Oh, best example of that is uh, Notorious, the B.I.G. movie. I would have all even said straight out of Compton, too. Oh, that had, was like, had, oh, Dr. Dre wrote this. Right. And and like, like, where's Dre the part where you tune up that lady? Yeah, like, what happened to D. Barnes? What right. happened to the point where, like, it's all of a sudden, it's like, no, Dre gets it. And yeah. you're like, oh, so Dre wrote the movie? But in, in Biggie's movie, Notorious, you're like, oh, Puff Daddy wrote this. Because right. every scene, they're like, yo, there's this genius coming to the studio named Sean Combs. And you're like, oh, really? That's how it was? <laughs> like, it, it just made that's Biggie. what happened. And then there's right? that scene where there's like, Big J and I always make fun of this on the bonfire on Comedy Central Radio, but it's always like that biop scene where it was like, Biggie's like, oh yeah, I guess my whole life is rapping. And you're like, oh, he had that moment. It <laughs> wasn't small little things. He's just right. like, oh, I guess I gotta get off these streets and get in these studios. And you're like, or did Biggie just like, was he just good? Right. And then it's like it's, and it's something he did. There's like, nothing sexy in success. There's nothing sexy about success. Just like there's there's no easy way to lose weight. It's diet and exercise. Move more, eat less. Move more, eat less. Yeah. Success is fail a lot, learn from it, get better. Have you uh, have you ever had a discussion with uh, Paul Giamatti about working on that that uh, oh, that man. film? Oh man, I'm I, my interactions and with Paul are pretty limited because I was going to say he's too, on the other side of the law. Yeah, and that's the thing that uh, with with film and TV that people don't always realize too: proximity and time and schedules. I I think we all like to picture you guys like getting coffee together, no. hanging out, Paul yeah. dropping by, seeing you hey, at the cellar. Hey, what are you guys feeling over here? Um, <laughs> right. Paul Giamatti is legitimately one of the best people I've ever met in my life. It's just as far as like cool guy. I mean, yeah. that's what I mean like top down. That whole cast. Uh, Damian Lewis is unbelievable. Right. An unbelievable actor, but then like just a great, fun guy where you're like, where it's like those people at work when you see your work friend, you're like, hey, what's up? <laughs> like we did a scene yesterday. Right. Or two days ago, and I'm like, hey! And then you're like, oh, yeah. And then the cameras start rolling. You're like, oh, this is one of the best dudes out there. I got to pick it up. Bring your own. Yeah, or yeah. it's funny. It's like swimming with sharks. You're just like, oh, I forgot that you're just a straight-up killing machine. <laughs> right, right, yeah. People forget that Like you, until you see a wild animal in the wild, and you're like, oh, I... Uh, that could eat me. It, it, this is better than yeah, me. Yeah, but that's how I feel. That's what I loved so much about moving to New York for stand-up was when I moved there, it was just, you were just, you just saw all the sharks. It was Patrice O'Neill, Greg Giraldo, Dave Attell, you know, Louis was going up rock. 
and then Gary Goleman, and and there's just so many great love comics. Gary. Yeah, love, there's another another tall, funny man that I can. The, I like to hang I, out he's with. the funniest tall man out there. He's fantastic. Yeah, he's, and how great is it that he? And watch, you're going to tell me that uh, you've done something like this. He played football at Boston College. Oh no, no, if you, I, I got nothing like that. If That's you speak to him, you're like, this is the he, nicest, gentle giant. I'm sorry. If you play tight end at Division One football, whether you know how to or not, if he gets a hold of you, he could do whatever he yeah, wants to you. He played tight end. With Mark Tremura. That, yes. From the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> that's, that's fantastic. Also got caught sleeping with a 16-year-old babysitter. Generally a bad Mark thing. Mark Tremura, not Gary Goldman. Gary right. Goldman, fantastic human. Let's not mix those fantastic up. Fantastic comedian. So Gary Goldman slept with that girl where? I will not back that. <laughs> uh, Gary Goldman. Dan Soder like, tweeted out. Yeah, one of the best comics. And then just to be like a great guy. And uh, yeah, it's sweet is yeah. the first word I think I want to yeah, hear Gary Goldman. I, a, and the best joke writer. I Absolutely. Mean, you know, him and David Tell. Uh, as far as Netflix goes, you're on the stand-ups, right? Yeah. You guys yeah, yeah. can check that out on Netflix. Uh, Nikki Glaser, uh, Beth Stelling. Nate Bargetzi. Nate's hilarious. Cole, Fortune yes. Feimster. Uh, what has been your experience or with the access of a shorter set uh, infused into Netflix and, you know, millions upon millions being able to see it? Did you like the setup of that or do you want the full hour? I mean, I don't know. I don't know if we're going to be how honest you want to be here, but uh, I did an hour on Comedy Central, and no yep. one knows that. Yeah, that's there really you. disappointing. There you go, very cable. Funny. There you go, cable. Yeah, you lost. <laughs> you lost, you idiots. What did you, what did you do? Twenty. I spent eleven or twelve years working on an hour. I did a half hour of Comedy Central. Right, right, right. And then w was very lucky to get an hour with Comedy Central, which mm -hmm. used to be a crown jewel. Yeah, and no one saw it. What? <laughs> no one like you put it in. That's one of those so things. much work. It's when it's you're like, like I've uh, made it. I've done it. I'm on this show, and I this should be everything now. And then and people are like, "Oh, you did," but Netflix is different. Netflix is there's appointment television is very very rare these days. Right, very rare for someone to sit down. It's usually award shows, a finale, a season finale. It's it's something. you see how AMC does it with Walking Dead, how they yeah. game, how they they make air things. Yeah, uh, being having um, a half hour on Netflix is just like people just have unlimited access to it. Well, I can sit there and we have Beth Stelling in last yeah. week. I can right. who. Uh, uh, admittedly didn't know a ton about before that yeah i check out i i sit there and before i go into my morning radio show i can digest a piece of something that she's created just knock it out have a cup of coffee watch that and it's there and it's not yeah. an issue it's on demand and you can watch it when you want to watch it and i think that's a real big thing and i think that's one of the reasons that hbo's staying successful is hbo go correct cr creates both appointment television and the ability to just instantly access it. Well, it is too. And then the thought of, you know, I have an hour in my day and I'm going to sit here and do nothing but watch this. Like right now, that's, it's definitely a nice Whereas thing. Comedy Central was like, are you home at 11 p.m. on a Friday? Dan Soder, no. What about 3 a.m. on a Wednesday? I was going to say. Worry. We won't tell Dan to promote it. Right, right, right. Like, fucking <laughs> Has morons. that been different? Has Netflix, well, first of all, Netflix is its own PR machine that you're just simply there. When they put uh, you on the front, page yeah it's a seismic shift mm -hmm. it is so different notice a difference in your crowds yeah i mean more people more people more like still ed still listen, feel like you're getting educated crowds uh yeah i mean sirius xm and netflix have been two things that i've seen where you're like oh, a lot of people more people than you really realize your show is very popular things. it is uh uh the bonfire yeah, yeah 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 i mean that i'm just lucky about that man that's pure luck the fact that 
Jay and I get to do that show with the crew that we get to do that show okay. with. Okay, yeah, I was like, is, well, your talent has provided you the opportunity, sure, but you'd love for it to come I don't think I'd ever look at it like that because it yeah. is so much fucking fun to do that <laughs> show. You feel like you're like, I don't deserve this. Yeah, Man, yeah. going in at 5 o'clock and seeing Jay and just being able to sit around and bullshit for two hours about whatever we want. I'm talking about whatever we want. Right. With no rules. Comedy Central has been so great as far as just like getting out of our way, letting us be funny. And I think there's like an earnest friendship that you just get to listen to. Correct. That's, and it's that's like, huge because that, you, can't, you can't fake that. Which is also something where I've been pretty, like Jay and I have talked about it and it's like, if it ever got to the point where it started being more for the show, then I don't really know if I'd be interested in doing that. Especially with the opportunities you have now. Like, well, I, yeah, maybe. I just, Jay and I have so much fun together that it's like, I want to keep it in that space where it's just like, ah, this is going to be fucking, we could go do bonfire. <laughs> that, I mean, that's, you know? that's so great to and hear And annoying too. people in the building and, and being kind of like, you know, Nikki Glazer just got a show on she Comedy She did. I was about to say the same. I was like, it's I wonder. It's called You Up. Uh, it's actually called You Up. But Jay yeah. and I like saying it like a command. Yeah. You Up. Um, well, she's a Saint, She's from St. Louis, and we actually, yeah, we went out to L.A. When we were out there, we went and sat in uh, uh, her boyfriend's brother was a producer on there. He's a friend of ours. He's a comic here in town. Uh, and he was working on that show. So we got to go see a taping and all that stuff. And it was so cool to see that. And then they had good ratings from what I understood. And then what do they do? Bop, see ya. But, and Nikki's a female comic that you would think in, you know, 2017, they're going to push mean, that hard. But then- Mistakes were made. Comedy Central made some mistakes, but then they gave yeah. her a radio show. Right, but that's kind of, maybe it's similar to what you dealt with, man. I mean, Yeah, but I think, um, I think Nikki's like, that's a big deal, a morning show, and they kind of. But listen, that's what Jay and I love. It's like we're the we're the we're the uh, we're the child that lives in the basement that has their own entrance. <laughs> right, right, right. We were kind of like I don't know, my kid's fifteen, going on forty. Yeah, yeah, and you're yeah. You're like, yeah, fucking, I don't know. <laughs> and it's like I'd rather she's like the love, like she's the golden child. So, yeah. So Jay and I joke about that because Jay and, Jay and I are both from, uh, you know, we call ourselves sons of the sons of Gary. That's our biker gang. Of course. You know, Gary is a synonym for a shitty dad. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like we both had deadbeat dads named Gary. And um, we're cool with that. We like that role. Right. Leave us alone. We'll be in the garage smoking cigarettes. <laughs> All right. Like, like, it's a known thing. There's not going to be gonna an gonna honor roll. There's not going to be an honor roll magnet on the fridge for And us. we're okay with that because yeah. you haven't called them out that they didn't take you to practice. Oh, you know? no, we did. <laughs> we call them out all the time. Oh, well, yeah, yeah you there's have our, to do that. One time the, the guys from Comedy Central, uh, Jeremy and Jordy, who we love, mm -hmm. like we love those guys, and they're great, and they, they really support the show, and they were like supposed to come in and they were late, and we're like, how – Dare you? Two kids <laughs> with dad right. issues. Yes. And you're not picking us up from practice on time? Right. You assholes. And then they, you don't want to evoke that. Again, big Jay Okerson and yourself. Yeah. I mean, if you, do, you go after a couple executives from Comedy Central, oh, yeah. I'm well, guessing it's not going to go well apart. for them. <laughs> well, right. I don't think we're physically assaulted. <laughs> guys, Bonfire got canceled. Jay and I beat the shit out of a guy from Viacom. <laughs> That's typically how it uh, works, right? Yeah. yeah you want to go after people like that. <laughs> yeah. Dude, so you have all these really cool opportunities. Yeah. Uh, I, you obviously again no personal life you're just grinding None, away man. which is, i got three jobs it's dude kind of the only way to do it though in today like trying to get a hold of people trying to hey over here doing something really cool I, I, i'm off apps i'm off uh i'm trying to like meet people the old-fashioned way look at you yeah doug stanhope was on our show on the bonfire which was a he's uh, an interesting cat uh, he's one of the best comedians of all time absolutely but he said something that's like really stuck with me the past couple of weeks where he said 
Love is 90% smell. And that sounds crazy, right? Go on. The past two girls I've dated off apps have been very good looking, very fun to text with. But then you get in a room and you're like, why isn't there something here? There's mm. something, and I really feel like dating apps, you you miss out on someone's energy, their sure. their their pheromones, the kind of the way they smell, the way they carry themselves. Yes. I think that's a big difference. And I think that's like dating might be easier as far as time wise with apps, but I think what you're if really you missing stack, is if you want to have a busy week. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it really, I think if you meet someone off an app, like immediately go out with them. Right. Like don't do like, oh well, it's like, do you want to go out? Let's just see who we Let's are. Let's go then, feel this out. I think an, I think the app should just be a quick starter to like. I think we do that with social media in general. Think yeah. about how many people physically threaten other people that if we if oh, they were dude. sitting across the room from each other would never even I've think met, to speak like. Have that. you ever met a troll? I to a degree. There's a. I'll think of one. There's a, a reporter that uh, had some issues with us in the paper here, which is so hilarious because yeah. we don't care about that stuff. But those are the original trolls. Yeah. Right. But uh, as far as an online troll. Man, I've had a few little things where I'm like, didn't you say this? I'll just make it uncomfortable to do whatever. Oh, you met I've never a person. Had, yeah, 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 for sure. Well, but I've called them out. But I've also never, if people are going to do that, like, listen, I've been around real tough people. Real tough people don't do that kind of stuff. So it's never. They talk. Yeah, they just beat they the don't. shit out of you. They're just like, I'm going to sit here and wait, and this is going to happen. Well, it's also then, like, there's a lot of anger that I think human beings carry around with them where mm -hmm. social media has became this outlet where it's you don't have repercussions for letting out your anger because you're Correct. like, no yeah. one happy is trolling. No I one, think it manufactures anger too. No maybe one you're wakes bored up and, and is like, what a great morning. I'm going to tweet at Jennifer Lawrence and call her a slut. Right. And you're like, yeah, that's, that's <laughs> the sign of a fucking well-balanced yeah, person. Yeah, yeah. But also when you see those people, when you push back on them, you realize it's like, if anything, it's like, oh, you're broken. And you're broken in a way where you felt calling me a fag and threatening to beat my ass. Right. And now we're face to face. And now you see I'm six foot three and 210 <laughs> and have a little bit of an anger problem. Yes. You ain't going to talk that shit. No. Because I'll make you drink your meals out of a fucking straw. I like and where I, you're headed with that. But it really is. There was this, um, it's a story that I've told before, but this, uh, this guy in, in Texas, I was doing a show. Yeah. And he tweeted at me. He's like, you better be funny. And I wrote like, hey man, uh, turn around. I don't want to make you laugh. And, he, and it, it got like, he, you know, talked some shit. Yeah. And then after the show, he's like, hey man, I'm the one that tweeted you. And I'm like, why the fuck would you do that? Right. And he's there with his wife and he's just like, um, uh, I was. I'm like he thought it was like, we're palling around. I ain't your pal. No. You don't know me. Yeah. You don't know me at all. Unless we've been in a room and talked and you can smell my pheromones, <laughs> that's you don't a fucking way to know put, me. That's a way, man. And that's, a, I, I call it, I grew up in a town called Farmington, Missouri. Yeah. And I always say like, don't don't make the Farmington come out, man. Yeah, like, dude. I'm from Aurora. I'm from like, Aurora, Colorado. Yeah. That doesn't mean I'm gonna mass shoot you. Well, I mean, sure. I'm gonna, like, Thank you for clarifying. Yeah, yeah. We were I, all thinking. That's what it. always sucks about being from Aurora. Hmm. It was already a, like a, a place that people from Denver look down upon because sure. it's, it's basically just like a suburb removed from Denver. Right. Like, are you from Aurora? And then that happens. And then people who aren't from Colorado now are like, oh, Aurora. And you're like, that's not our thing. <laughs> We're right. good people. I, the St. Louis thing, people are like, oh, you're going to get shot. And then I'm like, yeah, maybe. Oh, I go Nelly. <laughs> Do you? Good I go for you. So you're a St. Lunatic. Okay. okay. Yeah, I saw a tweet that you said you wanted to rank the, oh, the yeah. St. Lunatics. In file of um, uh, what, loyalty to Nelly. Lo <laughs> Nelly. <laughs> My, uh, I want to know which one of the St. Lunatics are still calling him. Right. Like, Nelly, you good? He's yeah. like, yeah. Hey, what's up? Guy that wore a mask. I don't know his name. I saw a guy wore a mask. <laughs> Kiwan, I think. Oh, okay, was cool. Yeah, I mean, don't. I love yeah. that you guys know. Yeah, I was going to say it's kind of like. Uh, so that'd be like if I knew all of John Denver's backing bands. I was gonna it's say like, who is your who's your Nelly in uh, uh, the 
Flying Burrito Brothers, uh, John Denver. Sure, sure. Uh, who else is from Denver? The band 303. Oh, wow. Comics, are, it's, it's like kind of cool. Roseanne, Tim Allen. Roseanne and Tim Allen are both, I think, from Aurora. Are so. they? Okay, I didn't realize that. Tim Allen's had a really interesting career. Even Roseanne, just unstoppable, Best show of all too. time. Uh, what are we going to see from you coming up? So obviously Helium Comedy Club yeah. this weekend. Go see him. Helium uh, Comedy Club. Uh, Billion season three, March 25th. Very cool. Bonfire, Monday through Thursday, 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern. So that would be 5, five to, seven. to 7 Central on yeah. uh, Sirius XM, Channel 95, Comedy Central Radio. Uh, follow me at Dan Soder on Twitter and Instagram. I'm kind of off Twitter. I only tweet when I'm at home to promote stuff That's on my laptop. Good. But Instagram I'm on. Yeah. That's my... Vice, that's my app Vice. Yeah, that's that, that it's, it's visually report. pleasing. Why not? Yeah, you could stalk ex-girlfriends from a safe distance. I mean, who what? would ever do that? I Dan don't do that. I don't do that at all. Uh, slap Sherrod uh, Small in the nuts for me the next time. Absolutely I see not. Have you felt that man's hand strength? He will crush you. <laughs> hey, thanks for coming yeah, by. Thanks dude. for having me, dude. Awesome.